Welcome back to Skin the Surface. My name is Dr. Rena, board-certified dermatologist and host for this week's episode. On this week's episode, I'm really excited to continue our psoriasis talk with a very, very special guest all the way from beautiful Glasgow, Scotland, Jude Duncan. Welcome, Jude. Hi, Rena. Thank you so much for having me on, on the show. Great. So Jude, you are, I followed you on social media and I see that you are an amazing psoriasis advocate and having psoriasis yourself. Can you tell us about your journey with psoriasis? When were you first diagnosed with psoriasis? Absolutely. So um, my diagnosis story is, is uh, very similar to, to a lot of people, sadly, which is I had psoriasis for around about a year before I actually got proper proper diagnosis so um within my final year of university um I was pretty stressed out as a lot of people are um and I started noticing this very small patch to begin with um growing on just above my my eyebrow um and I didn't know what it was and I, I went to the doctor and just some some background on me is that I've always had bad skin growing up whether that's been acne or rashes I've had shingles and chicken box multiple times I've had impetigo I've had loads of of skin issues so me going to the doctor about my skin was was not uncommon um so they kind of dismissed it and gave me a cream and said it'll it'll go away and um you know just kind of got on with it really and it it, it never did and it, it only got worse and then about a year later, I moved um, home after university. I was very depressed. Um, my skin was getting worse. Uh, as my skin was getting worse, my mental health was declining as well. And um, my dad took me. I say took me. He came with me because I think he was a little bit scared I wouldn't go if he didn't come. So he took me uh, to, to my local GP who was actually an, an ex-dermatologist, um, who had retrained and she was able to tell me that it was, it was psoriasis and she referred me to the dermatology unit at my local hospital, um, to get treatment. And luckily at that time, the wait lists, uh, here in Scotland were, were quite short. So I think I only had to wait six weeks until I got my first dermatologist appointment. Um, and then, yeah, that's that's kind of how I got first diagnosed um, and how I got into kind of being looked after by dermatologists. And when you um, were first diagnosed, did they talk to you about any treatments and what kind of things did you do? And it was uh, did anything work and did anything not work? Yeah, so it's been a 10 year progress to get to where I am now is kind of crazy um, I can't believe it's quite believe it's been 10 years but um yeah uh so when I first the first dermatologist I had was this this wonderful woman um who I only I only had for about nine months because she she sadly retired um but she was great she taught me through things and I went on some um medication I went on cyclosporin and I did a couple rounds of that but unfortunately every time I came off cyclosporin um the, the the psoriasis would come back worse um and when I say worse I mean it was it was more angry and it was um further spread and it was um how would you describe it it was it was just more irritable and it, it wasn't happy it wasn't happy psoriasis <coughs> excuse me and after that I tried methotrexate 
and I got really ill on methotrexate, um, the tablets, I just had really bad experience with side effects. So they took me off that very, very quickly. And then um, I got a new dermatologist who wasn't very nice and um, just had a horrible experience with her. And I actually remember leaving um, her office one day and I went to the receptionist and she said, I'll, I'll book you in again for three months with the same dermatologist. And I said, no, I, ne I never want to see that woman again. Um, just because she'd been so, uh, so horrible to, to me and, and it was a terrible experience and, and luckily I never saw her again. But the next dermatologist that I saw said to me that he'd kind of done everything that they could at that clinic um, and I was referred to a severe psoriasis unit in Glasgow um, to be seen by people who treat severe psoriasis. Um, at this point, the... Uh, my whole forehead was covered my psoriasis was starting to come down my nose and my cheeks it was all my scalp my genitals were covered my pubic area was covered my uh, back was starting to get patches I had it in my belly button um, it was just getting worse um, so I got referred to this uh, clinic in Glasgow which was amazing um, with uh, a, a fantastic doctor who I, I still see I actually saw her this morning which is quite um, <laughs> nice and uh, yeah and she she was incredible so we tried some more um, kind of oral medication we tried some creams and then eventually she said um, this isn't getting any better and it was biologics were kind of just just happening coming in in the UK and she said um I remember her saying to me, she said, you don't actually uh, qualify for um, the treatment of biologics uh, in the UK because your skin's not bad enough. And I remember thinking, if my skin's not bad enough, how bad do you have to be? But um, she was incredible and she put me uh, through a process uh, which, which took a couple of months, but essentially it was to get special permission um, to be allowed onto the, the biologic programme. Um, it just meant that I had to do a little bit more tests. I would essentially be a, a test case for, for one of the biologics that they were using um, in the UK. Uh, and that's how I got started on my, my biologic journey. I've been on various biologics uh, for years now. And then um, a couple of years after, uh, a couple of years after I initially started on biologics, um, I, came, I came off it because I was clear and we wanted to see what would happen. Um, and unfortunately, I went through another very stressful experience um, where I flared again, um, but this time uh, psoriatic arthritis appeared too. So um, I now get treated for both psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. I, uh, you know, um, I was just going to ask you if you experience joint pain, and that's sometimes how I find with my patients too, is that they start with the skin and then they develop the joint pain um, yeah. or, you know, um, sometimes vice versa, but usually see. Um, and then the, the good thing about these biologics um, is that they're more targeted therapy. So you, they're less frequent injections than, you know, that we used to do back in the day. And then also um, you're, you're probably not experiencing, experiencing as many side effects as you did with the methotrexate. No, I'm not. I mean, I, I biologics have completely changed my life. I went from being, really badly covered with psoriasis um, and unable to walk short distances to I now regularly exercise you would you would never know I have no joint pain and I'm 98% clear 
um, and I take one injection every two weeks. I have no side effects and it's just, it completely changed my life in so many ways. Um, and it's, yeah, it's great. I, when I first started, it's interesting you say that when I first started on biologics, I think I was weekly um, and now I'm every two weeks, but uh you know, my doctor was saying to me today, like, oh, you know, you we, we could up your dosage, you would do one injection a month. Um, and I kind of said to her, like, look, hey, I've I've got a formula that's working for me right now. I I don't want to mess with it. Let's just stick with what we've got. Um, but it's amazing that it's there's so many options out there now, um, versus kind of ten years ago when it was I don't think biologics were even a thing. Well, they were a thing, but they weren't available for, for psoriasis patients. Right, I was aware right. of. Yeah, they were more for Crohn's disease or um, for for arthritis. Well, and um, any over-the-counter therapies? I know you went through some of the treatments that you did, but anything that you did at home, because I know that you went through a lot with your psoriasis, but anything that, that kind of helped soothe your skin, help with the itch, anything that worked, um, any, any successful over-the-counter treatments that you did? Yeah, so I've always fully believed that that medication and holistic treatments go hand in hand. Um, I think it's about them working together. Um, so yeah, whilst I am on medication, I still do a lot of things um, and use a lot of over-the-counter treatments um, or treatments that you can just pick up in kind of your local um I'd, I'd say drugstore we, it's like boots here it's like pharmacy uh so some of the brands that i use um balmans which is which is great in the in the uk um they have really great scalp oils that i love to use um just to get right into that scalp psoriasis um and then yeah a couple of other over-the-counter creams um uracin um, and Aveeno or, or, or some have some great products for, for the skin to kind of soothe it. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've tried everything. I've done uh, a vegan diet, a pescatarian diet, a normal diet. <laughs> I was just going to ask about the di dietary changes, anything that you found helpful? Uh, yeah, no, nothing that I've found helpful. I've tried mm -hmm. it. I've tried it all. The only one that I've never tried is drinking celery juice in the morning because I, yeah, just for me, that just sounds horrendous. And <laughs> I was at a point where I was like, yeah. I've already given up so much for psoriasis. I'm not starting my morning drinking celery juice as well. And I just took that personal decision. But uh, unfortunately for me, I find that whilst if I'm having a flare, there are certain foods that will, um, kind of make it more itchy or irritate my skin more I have found that actually cutting out things from my diet doesn't help either um so so yeah whilst whilst it can have an impact on patches that are already there eliminating foods from my diet did not clear the skin or give me any relief so I kind of follow in everything in moderation um approach to to how I eat and um, just make sure that if I am having a flare, I'm, I'm not eating foods that I know are going to irritate it, um, but also not restricting myself because I've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, didn't work type thing. So um, I know that lots of people have had great success with that. And for years, I pined for that success for myself while I was putting myself, you know, through these grueling diets because they really are. Um, but but sadly, no luck, no luck for me. Um, so, yeah, yeah, uh, sadly not anything. 
Yeah, no, it doesn't work. It, it does. You know, I've had patients that have um, asked me about dietary changes, and it's so hard because it's there's not like a lot of great studies on diet. You know, there's some studies showing certain diets might be helpful or anti-inflammatory, but it's always good to hear, you know, everyone's experience with it. What made you interested in speaking about psoriasis on a broader platform, on Instagram, social media? Um, Kind of by accident. <laughs> so I remember kind of being like a year and a half into to the journey. And um, I was like, hey, I wonder if there's anyone else on Instagram uh, with psoriasis. Um, because at this point, I was uh, not posting pictures of my psoriasis. Um, I was posting selfies that were only like half my face or it was it was hidden by a fringe or something. You know, I was very much not showing it to the world. Um, very much ashamed and, and had, had people say some really horrible things to my face that just made me feel um, ugly and, and not worthy and, and all those things that, that we can experience when we have psoriasis. So I thought, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to type this in um, to the little search bar and see what comes up. And I was delighted to see lots of people proudly showing their psoriasis, uh, proudly showing it off, talking about their experiences and, and this like community had, had formed. Um, so I started commenting on other people. I started following some people. I started interacting. And one of the things I noticed was is that at the time, there wasn't a lot of people with facial psoriasis. Um, or at least not showing their facial psoriasis. And I was like, oh, I wonder, like, yeah, that, that's interesting. I, I didn't see anyone that looked like me type thing. So I thought, well, let's put it into the world. And I posted a picture of my facial psoriasis and I expected to get some really horrible comments. And I just got a lot of love from the community and a lot of people you know celebrating my psoriasis with me and and just being really kind and over the years I posted more and then I got some opportunities to talk about it and it was really nice because I started getting messages from people and people I knew in real life coming up to me and being like hey I have psoriasis and you know it's really nice to be able to talk to someone that understands and that that has it too and knows what I'm going through and it was just this really lovely little accident of me finding a community that encouraged me to embrace and love my skin and then posting that, not really thinking anything of it, expecting to get hate, getting lots of love and then getting opportunities to talk about it more and share my experiences. And through that, it built confidence and then I kind of became an advocate for it because at that time as well, and, and still to this day, you know, Instagram is very uh, much about being filtered. It's very much about being airbrushed. It's very much about being um, what society thinks uh, pretty or beautiful is. Um, and for me, it's just about constantly knocking down those barriers and saying that, um, you know, psoriasis skin is is beautiful it's normal it's uh you know the more we talk about it the more normalized it becomes the less staring will happen the less assumptions will happen um and I think that you know we need to keep doing that and we need to ensure that we're we're being body positive and skin positive online and um yeah so that's 
uh, I've gone off in a better tangent there. Sorry, but yeah. Oh, no, I love it. Time. No, I, I love it. I 100% agree with you. I love, you know, that there's so many psoriasis. Uh, there's a huge community now. It's not just through, yeah. you know, the National Psoriasis Foundation, which is great, and all these different resources. Now we have social media. And so even on TikTok, I noticed that a lot of people are sharing their stories with their psoriasis. And it's nice because, like you said, I mean, psoriasis doesn't just impact our skin. It can impact our mental health. You know, it can really, you know, I've had so many patients and just from what you're describing too, that, you know, just might not want to go outside, you know, when they're having a psoriasis flare um, or they're in pain, itching, bleeding, you know, it's in very personal, private areas. Um, sometimes. So having that community and um, sharing it on a broader platform with no filter is just, um, you know, an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. I think that the community has given so much to me over the years in terms of support and love and just understanding. And I think that sometimes that just goes such, such a long way. Um, so I, I do try and answer every comment and every DM that I get because I just want to reciprocate that. And I just want to make sure that people know that they're not alone. And, you know, look at psoriasis and think, oh, it's just a skin thing. Like, it's nothing. And it's it's so much more than that. It's It's like you said, it's the scratching or waking up with like blood on your sheets because you've been itching or it's the fact that you can't sleep because you're so itchy or it's the 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 ooze that sometimes comes out of psoriasis or like it's all of these things and just have this little community online that understood me and knew exactly what I was going through and could give help and advice um a from a from a place of love but b from a place of understanding was amazing because I think so often people give unsolicited advice um and and they think that because it's coming from a good place that it's justified um, and I, I don't necessarily agree with that, but what I do think is is with the community that we're in, because it comes from that place of understanding, it's a genuine, you know, this this can help, um, this helped me type thing. I mean, one of the best tips I've ever got was to keep um, a tea towel or a flannel in the, the freezer, um, because it means that when you are itchy, uh, you you can put that on top and it, it instantly soothes you um, and there's many nights where I've wandered through to my freezer at two three four o'clock in the morning to do that and it's helped me get back to sleep which is um which is just amazing but yeah I love the community I love that it's such a beautiful place um, and I'm delighted to say that I'm now not the only person showing my facial psoriasis in that community um, which is which is just incredible. That's great. Now, I know you briefly, speaking of advice, I know you mentioned that helpful tip with that cooling, which I love. Any other advice that you have for any individuals who may be listening and experiencing psoriasis, living with psoriasis, and just, you know, looking for, you know, some resource or any advice? Yeah, absolutely. So, like, the community online is is amazing, um, but there's also more official organizations like the psoriasis uh, Foundation and the National Psoriasis Association and Psoriasis UK, um, which all have amazing helplines uh, and can can help you out for for kind of more official advice. Um, and then the number one bit of advice 
that I always give to anyone ever is that unfortunately psoriasis is an immune condition so what works for you might not work for me and vice versa and it's very frustrating but don't give up you will find something um I know how frustrating that can be to hear but hey been there done that I've gone through it I know it's worth it in the end um and secondly psoriasis isn't just skin deep it's also has a huge mental toll on people so if you find yourself being very negative uh about yourself and, and how you look just take a second to acknowledge something uh positive about yourself um so i for for example i used to stand in the mirror and pick apart my psoriasis and everything that was wrong with me and my body and my skin and how i didn't look the way society told me was was beautiful uh and then one day I decided to say something positive as well. And that positive thing was, well, I like the t-shirt that I'm wearing. And then the next time I found it happening, I was like, yeah, but you know, my hair looks good today because I just washed it and it looks great. And then I found that over time, the negatives became less and the positives became more. Um, and I think that the way we speak to ourselves and the way we communicate with ourselves is so important. So whilst you're going to have these down moments, um, I always say go through the emotions. If you don't, they'll just pile up and, and, and you don't want that either. But if you are going through the emotions, just give yourself a break. Take, take a second, say something positive to yourself. Um, and it, it's going to go a long way um, in just helping you feel, feel better. I love that advice. That's really important. I think that we all forget how much what manifests or comes on our skin can really impact our mental health and and how we view ourselves. Well, that's all we have for this week's episode. I hope you all learned a lot about psoriasis. I learned a lot as well because as a dermatologist, I love to hear individual stories, my patient stories, what they're going through, not just with any, you know, not just with psoriasis, but any condition. But in particular, I loved hearing Jude's story, last week Rena's story, just kind of going through all of these different journeys and understanding how as a dermatologist that we can better counsel our patients and then also the community out there for those who are who are listening, who deal with psoriasis or any chronic conditions, know that there are so many great resources out there. And I will also put that those resources, including the National Psoriasis Foundation and the Psoriasis UK's information and resources on our website at Skin the Surface Pod, as well as our Instagram and Twitter at Skin the Surface Pod. So do not forget to follow, subscribe, comment. We love hearing your individual stories. As always, stay safe and healthy, podcasters. Mm-hmm.